Not too long ago, I was asked in a radio interview of what I thought of Christians back before I was a Christian. I think they might have been actually trying to bait me a little bit. They, they, they asked some pressing questions, and did you think that they were judgmental? Did you think they were uh, just tried to separate themselves? I think my answer surprised them, and it was honest. I simply paid no attention. Christianity was neither here nor there to me. I paid no attention to Christ. And also, before believing in Christ, I didn't know what to think of prayer. I had seen and heard others praying and seemed like a nice gesture. Nothing more, nothing less. Neither here nor there to me. Just a nice gesture. Well, it seems that even then and now, Faith in Christ and prayer go together. In the 80s and 90s, uh, prayer had already begun to be, become a taboo subject in society. Prayer seems awkward from the outside looking in and increasingly offensive to others who don't believe in God. These days, Less and less prayer takes place in non-Christian functions, even non-church functions. It's easy to recognize because now when you see prayer in any sort of public event, it sticks out like a sore thumb. We're thankful, but it's just rare. And also, somewhere along the line, the internet was born, and it flourished. It wasn't long before like-minded people could gather together and chat, gather together and discuss, Christians included. Like-minded, believing Christians could gather and discuss. Prayers, for sure. You can find hundreds of these groups now outside the church, on the Internet. We've all seen it. For example... A prayer is requested by someone. And the replies roll in. Sending prayers. Prayers sent. Prayers being sent. Praying now. Lifting you up in prayer. Holding you up in the light while I pray. And I will add you to my prayers. Lots of different views. Many people, well, Christian or not, many people have different thoughts about prayer what it is, how it works, how it's answered. And those thoughts can certainly cloud out what prayer really is, according to Scripture. Our worship service today is the service of prayer and preaching from our Lutheran service book. It's a service I've used many times in uh, nursing homes. Nursing homes were Non-Lutherans gather, non-Christians, non-Christians also, I'm sure. And I'm certain that their thoughts have also 
varied greatly as I'm praying in the cafeteria. Varied greatly from joy to indifference to disdain. Well, now, it's my job, it's my calling to ensure that you know the truth about prayer. To teach you how to pray. To teach you to pray. How to pray as Jesus does with his disciples. And to teach, like the disciples, how you inspect your own prayer life. So it begs the question, what do you think of prayer? Is it meaningful? Is it a priority? What does your actual practice of praying look like? Is there a pattern you follow? There's a very old rule of Christian doctrine, and it applies here. Lex arandi, lex credendi. Simply put, how you pray is how you believe. Your actual praying, a fruit, is governed by what you truly think of prayer. Your prayer life, my friend, speaks volumes about your faith. There may be some of you who, in your heart, you see very minimal need for any prayer in your life. There are those of you who think prayer just might be a bunch of empty words, like the words of the disciples when they tried to cast out an evil spirit out of that father's son. Their words just didn't work. But if you don't think that's you, what's the location of your prayer list from last week? In the bulletin, the list that was handed to you as you walked into church. Where has it been the past six days? In the trash? The junk mail pile? Maybe in your car door? Our prayer life speaks volumes of our faith. The word of Christ comes to you now. You don't have to even imagine Jesus standing in front of you saying this to you. Because in Mark chapter 9 verse 19, he is saying this to you right now. Oh faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? But to be fair, there are those of you who save the prayer list and pray. Those of you who add more names to the list. Those of you who take this list and add it to your own. I want you to add to your list yourself. Pray that you do not become puffed up. Conceited like the arguing scribes in today's gospel. Why not pray for yourself? It's effective. Certainly effective for the father of a demonized son as he petitioned Jesus. You see, praying for yourself is for those of you who pray fervently, those of you who pray occasionally, 
those of you who rarely pray, and it's for those of you who never pray outside of Sunday morning. I want you to start your prayers by praying for yourself. It's a prayer right from the Bible. It's five words, easy to memorize. You cannot forget it. This needs to be, my friends, one of your favorite prayers. I urge you to pray, I believe. Help my unbelief. This prayer implies full reliance on God's help. The Lord speaks through Isaiah today. Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Rely on God and pray. I believe. I believe in prayer. When my faith is plagued with doubts, dear Lord, help my unbelief. I believe that all things are possible for the one who believes. Help my unbelief. I believe in the power of Jesus Christ that commands and rebukes our evil spirits. Help my unbelief. My friends and family in Christ, believe that all Satan's demons are deaf and mute. Believe that they have been cast out of you. Believe that Christ has forbidden them from ever entering you again. Believe in Jesus, who takes you by the hand, lifts you from your pit of doubts, and restores your life. Jesus Christ, forgives you all your sins and chooses you to believe in him. The miracle of Jesus casting out the demon out of this father's son shows us the relationship between faith and prayer. His disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Disciples that day had attempted to drive out evil without prayer. They simply had no faith in the power of prayer. The power of prayer and the power of faith have the same source. The effective prayer in today's gospel that Jesus is referring to is the prayer of a man watching his son being thrown into fire and water. Repeated attempted murder by an evil spirit. This man had had to watch his own child foam at the mouth and grind his teeth. In this man's petition to Jesus Christ, who promises to him that all things are possible for the one who believes. The man begs for help for his doubts. I believe. Help my unbelief. Prayer without faith is simply not prayer at all. 
Faith without prayer is simply not faith. Faith and prayer go hand in hand. Faithful prayer casts out the evil spirits, evil spirits that surround us daily. Faithful prayer casts it out, period. Faithful prayer promises the unlimited possibilities of God's help. So ask him. Pray your newly memorized prayer. I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, who hears and answers my prayers and is so very pleased to hear my prayers. Dear Father, help my unbelief. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that he loves me, that he died for me, that he has beat down Satan under his feet and forgives me all of my doubts. Dear Jesus, forgive me and help my unbelief. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that is in the Word of God, the Spirit that drives out evil spirits. Dearest Holy Spirit, feed my faith. If you pray, I believe, help my unbelief, I promise you, he will help you in ways unexpected. I promise. God promises. All things are possible. In the name of Jesus, amen.